Studio Teacher Friends. Hello. Welcome to episode 150 of the Beyond Measure podcast. I am your host and anytime piano teacher friend, Christina Whitlock. Today we are talking about something that sends chills down the spines of many of you, (laughs) taking time away from teaching, or anything else for that matter. This is an important one, friends, so I hope you are ready, because here we go, the 150th episode of the Beyond Measure podcast. I talk a lot in this space about what I call the teacher's heart. I feel like there are some very specific qualities that draw people like us into any field of education. There's an innate desire to encourage other people. There's this compulsion to share what you know with those around you. I mean, do you realize that there are people out there who don't feel that way? Like people who know things, but they don't feel this compelling need to tell others about it. It kind of blows my mind. (laughs) Like seriously, it does. I just can't imagine because for as long as I can remember, I have loved learning but I've also loved sharing the things that I have learned with anyone who will listen. I could go on and on about what I consider to be the teacher's heart, but sufficient to say, I believe it's a thing. Now, are all aspects of the teacher's heart warm and fuzzy and wonderful? (laughs) Well, not exactly. I work individually with a lot of teachers through my consultation services, and I have taught a lot of up-and-coming teachers at the high school and collegiate levels. And again, there are many lovely, noble qualities that we all share, but there are also definite commonalities that tend to get us in trouble. And By trouble, I mostly mean that they lead us down the long, slow path to burnout. Burnout encapsulates a lot of things, doesn't it? I mean, it can look like exhaustion, discouragement, or resentment. It can leave us questioning our purpose or with just a general lack of enthusiasm or a lack of creativity. It often manifests itself physically before we even recognize it mentally. It's kind of like what some people say about the body's response to thirst, that by the time you feel thirsty, your body is already dehydrated. Most of the time, by the time we can recognize burnout in our life, it's already been working on us for quite some time. Anxiety is the same way, right? Like several years ago, I had a whopper of a panic attack in the middle of a seemingly normal day. I wasn't in a particularly stressful season of life. It just didn't make sense. But again, it had been slowly building behind the scenes. And one day, my body just decided to release the floodgates, (laughs) taking me by total surprise. 
Now, I talked more specifically about burnout this summer in my summer bookshelf tour series when I looked at the Nagoski sisters book by the same name. That is episode 134 if you're curious for more. Because we're not here to talk about burnout per se today. I just ended up on that tangent because that's the road teachers end up traveling all the time. <laughs> and honestly, I kind of feel like a few periods of burnout in a teaching career might be inevitable. Or if not inevitable, they are at least very common or very likely. But more than all of this, I want to talk to you today about the great importance of taking time away from the things that you do, even things you love, like teaching. There is something deeply embedded in these teacher hearts of ours that struggles with taking time off. We tend to use our weekends and our breaks and our vacations to play catch up on work-related tasks. And even more so, a lot of studio teachers I know struggle to schedule time off, period. I had recently shared with my email subscribers that when I was first married and re-establishing my studio in a new state, I basically took no weeks off. I mean, I even offered lessons the weeks of Christmas and New Year's. They were optional, but plenty of families took me up on it. Now, this is largely because I was still charging a per lesson tuition rate and calculating the financial hit from taking a week off felt completely overwhelming and unreasonable. But it's also because I felt like I could still teach. I mean, I loved what I was doing, and I loved my students, and they loved me, and we didn't need to take a week off, right? <laughs> well, friends, there is an old piece of advice that reminds us that just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. And that is advice that pretty much every teacher I know has to be reminded of very frequently. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So here we are at the end of October, the end of 2023 is in sight, and I want to help you, friend. As you prepare to consider your calendar for 2024, I want you to be intentional about taking time away from teaching. Because even if you think you don't need it, you do. And by taking time off, I am talking about at least a solid week or two from time to time, at least. Now, don't get me wrong, I think having a morning or an afternoon completely free each week is also great. But if you can get to a point where you schedule some real time away, you will be a better teacher. And to pitch you this idea today, I am offering up three important ways that time away from teaching benefits us. Are you ready? Number one, time away from teaching offers perspective. This is so big, friends. We all know that teaching can easily feel like we're on one of those hamster wheels and we just keep running and running and maybe we're really good at running and we are able to deliver a quality experience no matter how long we've been running. 
but stepping off the hamster wheel gives us a chance to consider if we even enjoy running (laughs) or if there is a better way to run or if we should try moving our wheel to a new location. (laughs) I'm clearly pushing the boundaries with this analogy, but you get the idea, right? Seriously, you will be amazed at the revelations you can have about your teaching life when you have the opportunity to, well, not teach for a stretch of time. I know I am not alone in the fact that my best ideas often come to me in the shower. (laughs) That's because shower time is increasingly some of the only time of my day that my brain is not otherwise focused on another task. You know how this goes. Giving my mind the opportunity to wander is so important for my creative self. The same is true for my teaching. My teacher brain needs time to wander and wonder and assess. So, okay, that's point number one, perspective. Number two, time away from teaching offers renewal. I don't have to tell you that teaching is, to some extent, performative. Meaning, we all have personas that we put on when we're teaching, right? I mean, mine is not an act, it is genuine. But when I'm teaching, I am conscious of my facial expressions, and I am aware of my body language and the inflections in my voice, and my brain is always thinking three steps ahead. And, you know, as I often remind teachers, that actual contact time with your student is not about you. It's about them, right? It's about their experience. And I don't think we are great at always recognizing that these big chunks of time that we are devoting to other people's experiences, those are taxing. It's something people in other professions can't always relate to. I mean, if I'm teaching for a three-hour stretch, that is three hours solid where I am on. I can't process my own feelings or my own thoughts during that time because I am guiding an experience for other human beings. I have eyes on me the entire time. Everything I say and do contributes to someone else's education, and I take that really seriously. (laughs) Doesn't that sound intense? It really is. And that, friends, is why we need the renewal time that comes with time away. When you give yourself a longer runway to step outside of your teacher persona, oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> it reminds you of the human being that you are. And by the way, that human being is really important to your success as a teacher. You are a good teacher because you are a good human. We need to nurture and reconnect with that person. Okay, so that's perspective and renewal. My third point is the fact that time away from teaching gives us opportunity. This point is sort of akin to a choose your own adventure book. (laughs) 
time away from teaching gives us opportunities to do, well, whatever you want to do. As teachers of music, I think it's really easy to lose touch with our creative, capital C, creative selves. And even though our time away can be spent doing a great many things, I would hope that there is some element of creativity to what you are doing, or some kind of adventure, or some kind of new experience. Whatever you find yourself needing, But time away offers us the opportunities to explore things outside the confines of a teacher's schedule. So, of course, I could say many more words about all of these things, but I am hoping that I have made my point. (laughs) And even more so, I'm hoping I encouraged you to intentionally seek perspective, renewal, and opportunity as we begin to gaze into the early portions of 2024. Whether that's an extended holiday break, more time off over the summer months, or whatever is going to feel restorative to you, I hope you are going to work some more time off into your next studio calendar. You may think you can't or that you don't need to take stretches of time off from teaching, but there's a very strong argument to the contrary. Rested teachers are better teachers. Creative, passionate teachers are better teachers. Teachers who are not simply going through the motions, even if their motions are pretty good, (laughs) they're still better teachers. Teachers whose core human needs are met are better teachers. There's a sense of sacrifice that is baked into the teaching profession that I question the need for. There is this unfortunate element to the teacher's heart where we sometimes feel extraordinary obligations to people and routines that we don't actually need to feel. And here, friends, is where I am trying to lead by example. This here is episode 150 of the Beyond Measure podcast. It's a pretty big number, right? (laughs) I have developed a solid routine for writing and producing this show, and I am excited to tell you that I have more episode ideas than ever, (laughs) believe it or not. I really love and adore this community of teachers who have rallied around this work. I mean, those of you who are in my Patreon community and those who engage with me through the email newsletter and on social media, I mean, I just can't begin to tell you the ways your online friendship has enhanced my life. I will never, ever be able to put my gratitude into words. But I am also trying to heed my own advice here. So I am doubling down on this idea that stepping off the hamster wheel of weekly episode writing will ultimately make my future episodes even better. I'm recognizing the fact that this sense of obligation that I feel to create a weekly show is something I have put entirely on myself. 
So I'm trusting that you are still going to be my treasured friends of the internet if I take a couple of weeks off, right? <laughs> so as we head into what is sure to be a busy holiday season, I am stepping off the wheel. I am going to invest in finding perspective, restoration, and opportunity in this work that I do here. I'm going to be, you know, hopefully less of a frantic mess so I can enjoy this time of year with my family. <laughs> so this is me letting you know that I will not be producing new episodes of this show until the first of the new year. I'm going to offer up some replay episodes in the meantime, and I hope that you will still give them a listen. One of my core tenets of teaching is the fact that our students often have to hear things multiple times for them to really sink in. I mean, we all know how you can reread a book or rewatch a movie and you will still notice something that you didn't before. That's the theory I'm running with for the next eight weeks. I'm choosing episodes that I believe to have the most re-listenability, <laughs> and I hope that you'll still hang out with me on Monday mornings or whenever it is you typically listen. So on that note, my friends, let's raise a glass to the idea of time away from the things we love and to walking our talk. studio teacher friends from all over the world. Today, I'm reminding you that you are a precious resource. No matter your age, no matter how many years you have given to this profession, you need to take time away from teaching. This idea of teachers who wear their exhaustion and overscheduled lives like a badge of honor needs to go. <laughs> I am over it. There are no trophies that await us for overextending ourselves. There are no perfect attendance awards for teachers who never stop teaching. If you want to be at your best for your students, you need stretches of time without them. It's a tough pill for some of you to swallow, but it's an important one. And today, we put down our superhero capes and admit that we are regular human beings who need and deserve time to ourselves and to our other creative pursuits. With that, I say cheers to you, my teacher-hearted friends. Here, here. Again, I've got to tell you, friends, I am grateful for the ways in which you have all helped cheerlead my way to 150 episodes. Just like I said in episode 100, it's an incredible testament to what happens when we show up consistently at anything week after week. By investing weekly time to publish one episode at a time, I have ended up with a body of work that I am incredibly proud of. I hope that inspires you to take action on the desires of your own heart, my friend. So with that, I say onward and upward toward serious, intentional time away from teaching. And in my case, eight weeks of podcasting. 
<laughs> Don't sleep on these replays, friends. I promise they're still worth listening to. <laughs> Take great care of yourselves and don't be a stranger, okay? Contact me at any time. <laughs> we'll talk soon.